Section 10 of Modern Russian Poetry, an Anthology. Selected and translated by Babette Deutsch and Avram Yamalinsky. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kevin Davidson. Jurgis Baltrusaitis. Born 1873. Born into a peasant family of Lithuanian Catholics, this member of the symbolist's younger generation began by herding cows in his native village. He tutored his way through high school and reached the University of Moscow, where he soon veered from science to letters. He became both a linguist and a traveler, going west as far as Chicago. Although Baltrushaitis may be claimed by the Lithuanian as well as the Russian literature, this reticent poet does not often avail himself of either tongue. He carries on the philosophical tradition of Russian poetry. His disciplined and concentrated art moves on a plane of abstractions. His is a mystical austerity and a Buddhistic aloofness from things personal. THE PENDULUM When the dumb darkness most heavily clings, Rhythmic and ruthless my pendulum swings, Rustily creaking, or whining dismay urging each tarrying moment away longing it seems for the days that are fled down ancient stairways resounds someone's tread heavy the footfall on flagstones unlit lower and lower and down to the pit praying it seems for a long vanished shore dumbly the helmsman with slow stubborn oar brokenly rose me morosely alone into my harbor afar and unknown evil the ferryman darkly he pounds farther and farther more muffled resounds hostile and hopeless the long downward climb cold ineluctable footsteps of time the surf the day's wild ocean sings and thunders and beats against the fatal shore. This breaker with dumb sorrows sunders, and these like laughing victors roar. Their sheen, the joy of vernal wonders, their sheen, vast winter's shining hoar. In wrath triumphant forward swinging, the lifted billow calls and fails, a joyous giant shouting and singing its voice the voice of sounding gales its glory in the sunlight flinging whose noonday glow it holds and hails across the sea now lightly foaming another rears that stirs the deep and floods the shore with silence gloaming morose and slow it seems to creep like one who drops worn out with roaming from his bent back a fatal heap each moment anew with changing power the surface thundering alone now idle now it seems to lower hemming a silence all unknown like a dark heart asleep for hour on hour in restless monotone maximilian voloshin born eighteen seventy seven of the three confessed elements of voloshin's life places books and men places came first born in kiev 
his early impressions were associated with the Crimea and the Hellenic promontory of the Scythian plain. At twenty-three he glimpsed the desert of Central Asia, but in his own words he found the fatherland of his spirit on the Mediterranean littoral, and Paris was the peak on which the climbing poet came to rest, finding there the lifting consciousness of rhythm and form. Books came second, Russian, of course, and later foreign books, the sophistry of France and the wisdom of immemorial India. Men, Voloshin admits, came last, and so his acid bites into the plate most frequently to etch still life or a landscape where the presence of God or man is a thing remembered. By his own acknowledgment, he learnt the art of verse from Ivanov, Balmont, and Heredia. Whatever he may have derived from the Russian poets, it is clear that he shares Heredia's precision and plastic perfection, his sonority and color. Voloshin's is a richly visual poetry. Indeed, he has earned his bread as a painter. Like Heredia, he is a sonneteer of consummate skill. The sonnet from Lenaria, given here, concludes a cycle of fifteen, which are so written that the last line of each forms the first line of the next, the final sonnet being composed of the first lines of the preceding fourteen. And finally it may be said of him, as it was of Heredia, that this Parnassian is a modernist, yet he has ever stood aloof from coteries, an aristocratic and solitary figure. Although seemingly de Pese and above the battle, Voloshin has quite recently written several poems of exasperated and retrograde patriotism, which, irrespective of their politics, are magnificent poetry. Sumerian Twilight One. The evening light has soaked with ancient gold and gall the yellow hills like tawny fur, grass rises shaggy in a ruddy blur, past fiery bushes metal waves unfold and enigmatic cliffs and boulders hold worn troughs that are the sea's chronologer in the winged twilight figures seem to stir a heavy paw a jowl grins stark and bold like swelling ribs the dubious hillocks show on what bent back like wool does savory grow what brute, what titan to this region cleaves? The dark is strange, and yonder space is clean, and there the tired ocean panting heaves, and rotting grasses breathe of iodine. Sumerian Twilight Two. Here stood a sacred forest. Here the messenger, winged-footed, went his touch upon the dumb glades leaving upon the site of cities nor stones nor ruins heaving now on burnt slopes but sheep in scattered patches stir the mountain peaks cut crowns across each bitten spur the clear green twilight flows mysteriously grieving by whose dim longing stung what is my soul retrieving who knows the road of gods the dawns and dusks that blur in its sonorous caves the rubble churned is sounding 
lifting its weighty crests the troubled sea is pounding upon the sandy dunes upon the ringing shore the heavy nights pass on in tears through starry spaces the outcast gods command whom men invoke no more and ineluctably they show dark alien faces Sumerian twilight three above dark rippled waters rises in retreat earth's heavy mass the spines and rocky crests defying the tortured steep in torrents of red rubble lying a lifeless land its mourning reaches at my feet sad dreams and solemn dreams flow by me bittersweet earth ancient and obscure whose echoing bays are sighing where in late twilight with a sadder beauty dying the waves and waste hexameters billow and beat and where no roadways run upon the dark still rivers breathing an ancient mystery the dim sail swells and quivers with winds of tossed desire and seas that lift and fall an alien tremor takes my ship upon its going where destined roads of daring and retribution call, and lamp-like in the sky the seven stars are glowing. Sonnet 15 from the Sonnet Cycle Lunaria Pure pearl of silence brooding on the sky, presider or conception, lamp of dreams, altar of nightly spells, of crystal gleams, queen of the waters where thou lovest to lie with what desire where the long waves sigh through my dark crucifixions toward thy beams toward dion toward fierce hecate fair streams the vision yet unlived that shall not die how strange thy diamond delirium shines in thy fair hollows in thy joyless lines and in the flashing mica of thy seas in listless ether thou art horror's face thou longings cry whom icy gaolers freeze thou dead world's avid corpse cast out on space stigmata who's the flying hands about me shedding fire and leading me on passionate ways no sonorous stones my feet are treading, but where vatic waters fill the days, piercing through the spirit, sharp pilasters rise, and candles sting the dark like bees. Oh, the hearts that blossom like crimson asters, petaled with gold-bladed ecstasies, now the evening on the temple flinging, patterned carven crimson shines and mourns. Oh, the pale brow to the altar clinging, stung anew with stinging scarlet thorns, the whole soul, high vaults and portals glowing, fear like incense swaths with dim blue bands. Ah, I know you, sacred corals glowing on the pierced palms of those outstretched hands. Mikhail Kuzmin, born 1877 this sensitive and precious decadent who flaunts his descent from french emigres and russian noblemen delights in literary masquerading 
He is in turn an eighteenth-century dandy, a Byzantine romancer, contemporary of Boccaccio, or a fin de siècle Alexandrian. His Alexandrian songs imprison all the exquisite fatigues and refined perversions of a culture cynical about its own passing. The texture of his poetry shows the care and competence lavished by Belle upon her complexion. His lyrics have the perfumed fragility and piquant charm of Somoff's paintings. Now dry thy eyes. Now dry thy eyes, and shed no tears in heaven's straw-paled meadows veers Aquarius and earthward peers, his emptied vessel overturning, no storming snows, no clouds that creep across the sheer pure emerald steep, whence thinly drawn a ray darts deep as a keen lance with edges burning. Night was done, night was done. We rose, and after washing, dressing, kissed with laughter, after all the sweet night knows, lilac breakfast cups were clinking, while we sat like brothers drinking tea and kept our dominoes. And our dominoes smiled greeting, and our eyes avoided meeting, with our dumb lips secrecy, Faust we sang, we played, denying, Night's strange memories strangely dying, as though night's twain were not we. From Alexandrian Songs Dying is sweet on the battlefield, in the hissing of arrows and spears, when the trumpet sounds and the sun of noon is shining, dying for country's glory, and hearing around you, Hero, farewell! Dying is sweet, for an old venerable man in the house on the bed where your forebears were born where they died surrounded by children grown men and hearing around you father farewell but sweeter wiser having spent the last penny having sold the last mill for a woman who the next day is forgotten having come from a gay promenade to the sole dismantled mansion to sup and to read the tale of Apuleius, the hundred and first reading in the warm, fragrant bath, hearing no farewell, to open your veins. And through the long skylight must come the scent of stock gillyflower, dawn must be glowing, and flutes be heard from afar. End of section 10 Recording by Kevin Davidson, www.blogordie.com